Welcome to Account Trends, everybody. I'm Jason Stein with Intuit Accountants. My co-host, David Bergstein, and I are excited to be with you every couple of weeks to share the latest news, interesting perspectives, and hottest trends in the tax and accounting world. We'll have special guests on the show to help break these trends down and give you food for thought as you find new ways to deliver for your clients. But most importantly, we plan on having some fun while doing it. Welcome. Welcome back to Account Trends, everybody. Jason Stein here, your host, and always with me, Mr. David Bergstein. How are you today, sir? I'm doing wonderful today. We haven't spoken in a while. How are things going with you? Yeah, not too bad. Still renovating. That's never ending. Once we finally get the big deck built, then we'll then we'll be largely done. But uh, you know, even just like switching out, you know, it's a little bit older house, not terribly older, but um, you know, we did we had an electrician out here and it cut the power to the whole house and just rampaged through the place, replacing all the uh, the switches and outlets just to bring them up to you know current state to the paddles instead of the switches and that kind of stuff. But uh, you know. It's it's all good. It's just you know a long, a long journey. How about you? You win any pickleball tournaments lately? Well, we're playing a lot of pickleball, but let me give you some advice on the house. And so we're both at different stages of life. You've been buying bigger and bigger as you move from uh, Plano, <laughs> Texas, to the uh, state of Washington, right? The state of Washington. I think. That's right. You know, you got to start planning for retirement so that you can have enough money for retirement. Well, you, you know. Gonna, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, David. This this kind of is my retirement plan, if you will, um, because you know we did we did well on the house in in Texas, and so we're we actually bought a smaller house here in Washington, but we have more acreage, and so we we traded that off. Because uh, your advice is exactly right. That was that was part of the plan here. Is we'll we'll have the mortgage down to a really affordable rate, so that when I am ready to retire. Uh, I can still live off of my wife's salary, <laughs> whether she likes it or not. <laughs> well, you, you, you'll always be paying for your kids. That never goes away, oh, even seriously. when they graduate college. So you're going to have to do that. You are so right about that. So what's what's on tap for today? Well, today we have with us Mr. Roman Kepchik. Uh, tell me if I said that right, Roman. <laughs> yep, but that's okay. Most people just call me Roman. <laughs> or, or, or Roman Kepchik. or however we can mispronounce your name. Uh, Roman is a CPA. He's a director of firm technology uh, strategy at Right Network. So Roman, really glad to have you here today. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure always to work with you and especially with Mr. Bergstein. Yes. (laughs) You know, and he's more than just Roman. He's like a athlete. He does these mini triathlons and these long triathlons. Oh, is that right? He never stops. Uh, you just got to keep chugging along. So uh, Iron Man every two years does you good. <laughs> you have one coming up in the future? Uh, not right away, but we're looking at uh, a race in San Diego because that's uh, my, one of my favorite places to be anywhere. So oh, San Diego's beautiful. I love getting yep. down there when I can. And for me now, it's just a little hop, short hop down the down the five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little closer from Plano. <laughs> right. <laughs> But but it's still still a long ride, I'm guessing, from where you are down to San Diego. Yeah, no, I got you. Got to fly from from here to San Diego, but it's a shorter flight than it is from Dallas. One of the things that anybody who's listening that knows uh, who Roman Kepchik is, Roman is an expert in security, and um, we're going to talk today about preventing bad actors. 
uh, and and making sure you know security has it just continues to be an important element to our profession, critical uh, table stakes. And uh, Roman has a lot of experience uh, in in this space, helping firms um, wrap their heads around this stuff and make sure that they're they're you know nice and tight on security. Uh, and so we'll we'll start off. You said you you said you had a your first question for for Roman, right, David? Well, you just repositioned it, so uh, I'll go with what you said. Now you you always do you, you always do it right. So uh, since the name of the show is Account Trends, Roman, what are the latest trends in bad actors performing scans, and what do you see as ways to solve some of that? Well, um, thank you for that question. When we talk about the real scam in the IT security, um, you know, phishing has become uber, uber sophisticated. So as you're aware, phishing is when some bad hacker uh, tries to send you an email, a link to something, even a text message that basically um, convinces you to click on it because you think it's valid. And in the past, there was a lot of these Nigerian scams and misspellings and all this, but now they're using these automated bots to create highly customized um, phishing emails directed to you in the industry you're involved in. So for instance, inside the accounting profession, it's actually having things to do with like, hey, David, um, I wanted to have you do my tax return. So here are my documents. Can you take a look at it and then give me a quote on this? Um, or it could be something like, hey, I'm in a, uh, I just graduated uh, from accounting or I'm looking for another job in accounting. Uh, can you click on this resume? We've seen those kind of ways to get in through the HR department. Uh, we've also seen like sending you um, a document that's from one of the popular PDF programs and saying, uh, you know, I want you to review this or saying with spoofing that it's an email from someone that's a list uh, on your client list, someone that you actually know out there. So what we see is the risk of phishing is it's becoming uh, just very technical, very precise. Um, they're actually doing stuff like man in the middle kind of things where I have a fake email that says, I am Jason, and I'm going to send his email and my email as a CC to you. And then as soon as I send you that email, I respond to the emails the other two were sent. So they're just um, becoming uber, uber sophisticated. I know. I think uh, life's getting kind of interesting because we're totally technology now in the accounting profession, and everything relates to the computer. So. Uh, we got to be prepared. So how, how do people prevent uh, clicking on these links? How do you prevent your staff from clicking on the link? Well, in the past, we used to say hover over it and look at it to make sure. But the reality is, is they can do bait and switch techniques. They can create um, fake websites with one letter difference and all that. And so the best practice, honestly, is anytime you're going to go to a website or respond to something, um, go directly to the website that you know it is because that's, um, you know, typing it in, you know exactly where the right website is and the instructions there uh, will all work. Um, same thing, you know, with, um, you know, with emails being sent. If it looks too good to be true or you're suspicious at all, contact that person through a different media, whether it's texting them or calling them to make sure, hey, uh, David, did you really mean to send me this resume? you know, that kind of thing to verify it. Uh, same thing with phone numbers. If you see a 1-800 number on screen, don't use that number. Uh, actually go to the website and look it up. Or if you have a number in your contacts, use that phone number. All great pieces of advice, Roman. 
And I was thinking about, you made me think about the text messages too. It wasn't long ago, I got one from Amazon and I, I order stuff off of Amazon all the time. And I got a random text message that said, your package couldn't be delivered. Click here to, to track it. And, and I had to stop and think, you know, I don't have any packages, but had I been expecting a package, it's entirely likely I would have clicked that link. Absolutely. Um, and they're just getting more and more clever. Mm-hmm. It, it's scary, really. You know, as, as we're thinking about kind of the way that, that talent is shifting in our profession, Roman, you know, with a lot of firms adopting a hybrid workforce strategy, what what advice do you have in protecting protecting firms protecting themselves in this new environment? You mean with people working remotely, uh, right. maybe in another state or something? Right. Uh, well, one thing we always say is, is don't let anybody connect until you have verified and authorized them to connect to your firm. And what I mean by that is, is firms should up some set, set up set up some kind of mobile device management so that only authentic users can connect to it. And that means going beyond just the login and the password. Uh, that's using a tool like multi-factor authentication. Uh, there's tools out there that when you connect to the network, it'll send a code uh, to your phone or it'll some kind of passphrase or something to allow you to connect in. Um, there's also you know, stuff in the middle that can be captured. So we recommend that anybody who's working remotely always connect with a virtual private network. And um, that's actually in the firms that we work with. We have the company, the firm, set up the VPN for the employee, uh, make sure they know how to use it to make sure it's working and all that. Um, and that they use that consistently. Um, we consider anything that's not a protected connection, you know, that we set up through this mobile device management, or whatever, public internet. And so that means even working at a client's office, you know, we always think public's a coffee shop, a library, you know, the airport, that kind of stuff. But what do you really know about the client's Wi-Fi that you're trying to connect to to connect back to the office? And so by using a VPN and having it properly installed and your people trained to use that. VPN, um, you can pretty much protect the data much better uh, today. VPNs are still the the strong recommendation with multi-factor authentication. Yep. And also when you're on the road, um, I recommend firms actually utilize a mobile hotspot. Uh, the reason being is that's a standard channel. So, you know, inside your phone, uh, all the modern smartphones have a hotspot capability to connect your computer to that. And if you do that, you always set it up consistently the same way versus having to go to a client site or having to go to a coffee shop and having a slightly different configuration, you know, to get into the router than to load the VPN and connect it out of there. And so we found with consistency and training, um, you just have a much more secure employee. That's a good thought. I I didn't even consider the hotspot thing. And um, most plans these days, if you have an unlimited data plan, comes with free hotspotting. It, that that didn't used to be the case, say ten, twenty years ago. But well, um, even five years ago, on. they had these you know pay to go things. But today, there's so much competition between the big four um, telecommunications providers that if you don't have an unlimited plan, go down to your store, whether it's Verizon, T-Mobile, AT&T, whatever, and renegotiate that contract. It'll probably cost you less. And it'll probably come with unlimited data. I'm, I'm running down to the store as soon as this uh, conference. <laughs> David, is over. well, David, you got to upgrade that Nokia phone first before you can use the. <laughs> hey, he just gave up his Motorola StarTac for that thing. So, <laughs> hey, the flips are coming back. We're seeing that. <laughs> they are. As a matter of fact, I've got uh, the Z Fold, uh, which okay. 
it's hard to see with my Zoom background here, but uh, every time I'm flying, uh, I get more attention on this phone because people look at me and go, did you just fold your phone in half? Well, you know, they even have the smaller portion that's literally like the clamshell like we used to have. Yep. That were just as well, too. But so. it's got the it's got the touchscreen technology. Absolutely. It's cool to, to see technology continuing to advance, even though uh, we kind of got a little bit of slowed innovation um, yeah. as a result of the, the pandemic. So, Jason, I would just want to add one other point to like remote workers, particularly from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that our firms found out during when the pandemic happened a couple of years ago was a lot of our remote users had older Wi-Fi routers using the old WPA or WEP standards. And um, we think it's mission critical today that if you have a router that's over two years old, um, even have the firm pay for a new one that is more secure, that's you know uh, WPA2, that's wireless privacy, the new standard. Um, it can be the new standard Wi-Fi 6. That's kind of the new format. And what these routers allow you to do is actually segment the network at home. So you can have a business connection that you run everything on your computer through that to the office. And then the rest of the family stuff, which would be, for instance, um, you know, the shared Wi-Fi, the guest Wi-Fi, the internet of things, you know, the things like the ring doorbell, the garage door opener, your Amazon stuff, all those things, those are segmented separately from that. So that way, if one of those devices gets breached, and, and we've heard of breaches with baby monitors and with garage door openers and these kinds That's of insane. ring doorbells. Yeah. And that if they get in that and they put on a keyboard logger, they could actually capture your login and password. Now, hopefully the VPN protects you from that, but you, you never know how sophisticated these hackers are getting. And wow. so we recommend everyone who has a router, even if it's if it's less than two years old, um, make sure it's got the most current firmware. So that's by going to the website that um, where you bought the, the router, or not where you bought it from, but who made your router, but download the most current version of the security software for that device, change the passwords, and then have a unique password for the device that you're using as well as the family's using as well as guests out there. I bet you a lot of people don't think of all of this. Uh, yeah. you know, they, they just plug and play. Let me, along those lines, when a firm has remote workers, should the PC at home that the employees using be totally dedicated to work and nothing else? Well, we recommend that. Um, what we find is, is if you're switching with your kids back and forth, you don't know what they're downloading. And a lot of times free software, whether it's antivirus software, it's a game. If it comes from a, you know, a unscrupulous site, it could have malware preloaded into it. And so um, in our firms, um, and I'm, I work exclusively with CPA firms, we're actually recommending firms transition to laptops as the only machine because we can secure that laptop and then person carries it to the office and back home. Um, and we don't have to worry, but we, we can set up uh, ways to make sure that all the antivirus, the Windows updates, all those things are secure. And, and that's one of the important things that um, from a technology perspective is um, you need to have your infrastructure set up so that updates for Windows, for antivirus, you know, for the routers, they happen automatically every time the machine reboots that's in there. Um, don't leave that to the employees to do because they'll do it in their free time, which we all know we're all so busy, we'll never get to that. So is the desktop dead at this point in time? I think for mobility, yeah. You know, um, during COVID, we actually started transitioning 
our administrative people and our tax people to larger laptops to take back and forth. We set up these docking stations for people remotely. And I think, you know, even though they're not working five days a week out of the office, they're still working one or two. And um, we just try to be as secure as possible today, uh, just because the the IT, as we've talked over and over again, these people are looking for any known zero-day vulnerability. And that can be anything from hardware. It can be Windows. It can be your browser, you know, your Google Chrome or your Microsoft Edge. Um, it could be the Wi-Fi router. <laughs> it's just they have whatever they find an opening, they're going to try to jump through it, get into your machine, get your data, and monetize it as quickly as possible. And they're relentless. They're absolutely yeah. relentless. And and, and and they're still innovating faster than faster than we can keep up sometimes. Well, it's such a lucrative business, and it's so hard for them to get caught. And as a matter of fact, um, when we talk about like artificial intelligence tools being used by that, they're actually, some of them are the front runners of using this AI technology to do direct tax against you, Jason, knowing that you work at Intuit and there's other people at Intuit. They, they use those combinations to create very um, detailed emails to you. And I, I get those man in the middle attacks from people you know that are out there. That's crazy. Yeah, my daughter and I were just talking about that on the phone the other day. Uh, how she's because we were actually talking about chat GPT and you know the evolution of AI and you know she she started raising that the concern you know well but we've got a lot of a lot of bad actors out there uh, you know using this technology too so it's 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 exciting but it's scary also yep yep you know they can write unique viruses with this AI that is unique to each individual person um, and it's custom tailored to that person. And it learns, um, it actually can learn your writing style just by, you know, uh, reading some of your stuff. Matter of fact, some of this deep fake technology now, it can actually emulate your voice in real time. So you can switch it over and I can sound like Morgan Freeman, very deep <laughs> and talk to you. Um, and even they even had a situation this last year where one of the companies um, that was in the crypto business was interviewing vendors. And they had a person that did live deep fake video. So you don't even know it's me unless I turn to the side because I can't do the side of your head. But as I'm talking to you, it was actually a person um, who was a scammer um, in real time generating the face and the voice of the person they thought they were talking to wow. to get insider information on that um, cryptocurrency company. Wow. We're, we're really not David and Jason. We're, we're, we're deep fakes <laughs> interviewing you. Your avatars, you can actually uh, get avatars to read. If you type out a message, it literally, David, have your face reading it out on script uh, with your voice. Now, if you cough or have inflection, it wouldn't know those things. So. I'll try that next week. Let me ask you an off-the-wall question. If we're going too far, you mentioned the Internet of Things. Yeah. I just got a new microwave the other day. And it's got wireless on it. What do I need that for? For my <laughs> micro, my microwave. Well, a, a lot of the internet things to do it has to do with, for instance, automatic updates of the firmware for it, so it pushes it through. Um, a lot of it has to do with maintenance and warranty. So, like, uh, Internet of Things in your car is for uh, you're, you've hit forty thousand miles, so it's time for you to change the brake fluid, that kind of stuff that's in there. Um, you know, at CES this year, we saw uh, refrigerators that had that. And literally, it would tell you if there was like a power outage or something like that, or um, allow you to look inside of your refrigerator. So, for instance, if you're driving home oh, and you yeah, stop at the grocery this. store, 
but again, those things can be hacked too. Yep. You know, a lot of these companies are very small. They're creating these baby monitors, these refrigerators and all this. And one of the questions we ask is, if you're going to connect it to your network, how secure is it? What is the privacy and things that are part of that? Um, you know, we, we have talk about our little Alexa system in here that, you know, the Amazon. Don't say her name. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> your package has arrived. Uh-huh. Yeah. So but it collects all that data. So, yeah. Uh, and, and and it is always listening. And yeah, it's, you know, it's both exciting and concerning all at the same time. Uh, but I think I think the big takeaway is right. It doesn't it doesn't take that much effort to to protect yourself right. uh, to so that you can confidently uh, take advantage of the technological advances. I, I, I think that's kind of the big um, thing that that I would. I would leave our audience with on this episode, right? Is, you know, all the things that that you're talking about, Roman, are happening and that we need to be aware. We need to yep. take intentional steps to secure our networks, regardless of the situation, regardless if you're work from home all the time, part-time or not at all, even. Uh, you know, think about it from your phones, but especially in our profession, when we're dealing with such sensitive information, you know, it's no secret, we've got to take the measures. But it, once you take those measures, um, you know, then then that doesn't mean set it and forget it, but we're we're a lot better off. Um, you know, uh, I was thinking of the the phrase locks locks keep honest people out, um, and so we need to move beyond just having to type in a pin number. We need security uh, deeper than just a lock. But um, well, and and the two pieces of advice we give every single firm again, this is for the business side of it, is number one. Be sure of your security provider. Um, your internal IT people, when you ask them in depth, oftentimes they have very little training and very little time to support it. So we recommend you work with a either a local managed security provider or an enterprise level security provider who's monitoring your network and the traffic and all that. It needs to be done at a professional level. And the second of all is really um, have a solid employee training program that's required, it's mandatory so that you're constantly educating your employees on the latest risk, kind of like the stuff we're talking about now, and upgrading their knowledge about um, the new scams that are coming out there. Um, and it needs to be a program that's focused to accounts. That's excellent advice. And we do the same thing here at Intuit. And yep. we, our, our security team always says employees are the first defense. Yep. And so having a well-educated workforce is step number one. Um, on that note, Roman, what resources do you recommend, uh, or, you know, that are available for folks to help them make sure that they're they're running a tight ship? Well, one of the things I'm involved with is in the AICPA's PCPS. Um, each year, they provide a security checklist. Of, these are the most common things you need to, to, to look at, the risks that are out there. And uh, we'll make it available as part of this program. Uh, but I would encourage everyone, if they're not sure where their um, security level is, to sit down with their IT person, whether it's internal, whether it's an external provider, whether it's a cloud provider. But go through the items to make sure you as a business owner understands where you are, if you're at risk, what's the remediation, and how can you get it implemented. Um, and again, um, we provide this to all of our clients every year, so you can get it from our website, but um, we'll... Um, Make sure you have a copy 
to give to you, uh, your listeners. Yeah. And, and, uh, if people want to connect with you and keep staying, because you're publishing articles and content all the time around this space, uh, how would you recommend people continue to learn from you, uh, in this, in this space? Um, they can sign up for the right networks blog, um, or, uh, my right for, uh, a bunch of the magazines, the different providers out there. So if you just do a search on, you know, Kepcheck, which is not a whole lot of us, <laughs> that'll show up. <laughs> um, and then, um, just be aware that like at Right Networks, we actually have specific security training that we provide to um, small practitioners, individuals um, that might not have access to it outside of that, as well as a secured uh, workstation product that um, we provide. Like we host about a thousand firms, everything for them. And it's the same level of security um, management on those workstations, um, but it's being uh you know, de- delivered to small firms and individual practitioners. Yep. And and for those of you listening also, you know, we we uh, regularly have Roman included in our webinar programs as well and virtual conferences uh, to help continue to educate everyone on uh, these important matters. Uh, so be sure to check out proconnect.intuit.com and, and check out the training resources there. You'll find, you'll find Roman's topics uh, available as well as in our Tax Pro Center. And then uh, I always tell people, Roman, just connect on LinkedIn. Also, it's an easy yep. way to just, hey, go find Roman, sit, follow him. Uh, you can you can uh, keep in touch with uh, what he's publishing and make sure that you're staying up to speed on this on this topic. Important yep. stuff. All right. Thank you, Jason. Roman, thanks for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. And thanks for sharing your knowledge with us. We look forward to actually next time with you. We're going to talk about technology a lot more uh so maybe we'll get into deeper into that microwave conversation david what do you think <laughs> well it's possible but i'm going to send uh, roman an email to linkedin and i'm going to ask him to click on the link to connect with me <laughs> make sure you copy me and i'll reply to it so we- if it's account trends i will definitely link in <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks again for being on the show today roman always uh always a great pleasure to chat with you and uh david Always, always wonderful to spend time with you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you want to learn more about any of the topics discussed on the show, visit intuitaccountants.com forward slash podcast. Account Trends is produced and edited by Luke Johnston. Copyright Intuit 2023.